0: Hey, what's up, family? So excited to be connecting in this way. It's been an amazing day, lots of amazing things happening. And listen, I'm excited now to gather around the Word. So if you have your copy of God's Word, turn with me to Mark chapter 9. We're going to be reading verses 33 through 37. And if you don't, you got some time to go grab it really quickly, or you can track with me Uh, on the screen right there in front of you. But here's what it says. It says this, they came to Capernaum when he was in the house. He asked them, what are you arguing about on the road? This is Jesus to the disciples. But they kept quiet because on the way, they had argued about who is the greatest. Sitting down, Jesus called the 12 and said, anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and the servant of all. He took a little child whom he placed among them Taking the child in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me. Family, this morning we're kicking off what we're calling a micro collection. You're like, what is a micro collection? Typically, our collections are at least four weeks, but this micro-collection is going to be this Sunday and next Sunday, so a two-week collection, hence micro-collection, but it's a collection that we're calling I Love My City. Now, going back to the very beginning of the Becoming Church, I mean literally the beginning to the pre-launch phase before you ever attended a service or anything like that, we express this, that we don't desire to be another church in the city right? That's not the only thing we want to do, but we want to be a church for the city. And if our prayer is on earth as it is in heaven, or maybe said this way, on earth as it is in Huntsville, on earth as it is in Madison, then it's going to take us being for the city. And one of the ways that we get to express that we are for the city is to serve the city. It's answering this question. How can we use our time, talent, and treasure to express our love for the city and our desire to serve it? And so listen, right now, this is Serve Sunday. That is what's happening. That is why we're connecting in this way, because we have a team of people that have shown up ready to serve, mobilized right now at Horizon Elementary. But this isn't just a moment to moment thing, something that we just do for a time to check a box to say that we've done it. But this is the DNA of our church. In fact, on July 16th, we're going to participate in National Serve Day where we're going to take part in various projects around our community. It's simply taking the opportunity to serve because we value serving. In fact, it's one of the values of our church. We, we, we say it this way. Serving is our calling. We are called to serve. So today, let's begin a conversation on what it means to love our city and how we express this calling to serving. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today. We thank you for your grace, your love, and your mercy. God, thank you for the opportunity to gather around your word like this. God, that church is not a building, but church is the people, and and we gather as the church. So sometimes that looks like showing up and rolling up our sleeves and, and, and serving and getting things done in a different kind of way. And sometimes it looks like gathering around your word like this. Thank you for these moments. We believe this, that you're able to speak. And so Lord, we say this, speak because we're listening. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen and amen. Hey, family, let me ask you this. Who is the GOAT? Now, I know some of you are like, what what are you talking about? But listen, the GOAT is the greatest of all time. Get it? The GOAT, greatest of all time. Now, I do understand that by simply asking that question can lead to a bigger debate than the presidential debate. It's a debate that has overtaken barbershops across the nation. It has disrupted classroom lectures. It has caused friends to evaluate the value of their friendships, family, the debate of who is the GOAT. Listen, it is nothing to play with. Is it Michael? Is it Kobe? Is it LeBron? And you can take this far beyond the realm of sports. There's so many ways that you can answer or ask that question. Who is the GOAT? But in terms of basketball, it's an endless debate, and for many great reasons. I mean, just look at the career and the accomplishments of each of these players, and you'll see why this is a difficult discussion for some. Now, hear me. I say for some because for me, it's quite clear. I know who the GOAT is. (laughs) The GOAT is Michael. The GOAT is Kobe. The golden, you see what I did there, right? At, at my answer, I had you. You started debating me right in the moment. You've closed the Bible. You you ready to turn this thing off because of my answer, family? It causes a huge debate. But could it be that we're concerned with the wrong things? Could it be that we have defined greatness in the wrong way? That greatness isn't about all of the people that lift you up, but instead, it's about the people that you lift up. The people that you lift up by serving them and expressing the heart of God towards them. Family, listen, serving is what makes the difference. Serving is a difference maker. And if we want to be a difference making church, well, listen, we're going to have to serve. If we didn't exist, with the city notice that we're gone? That's the question that we've got to ponder. That's the question that will show what kind of impact as a community of people are we making? So this morning, I want us to have a conversation around this, the reasons why we serve. Now to bring some context to the text, Mark 9, it contains an account of Jesus' transfiguration, where Peter, James, and John— they witness Jesus in a glorified form. And then we see Jesus healing a demon-possessed boy. Uh, We also see where Jesus gives a prediction of his death and resurrection before getting to verse 34, where the disciples are having this discussion on who is the greatest. Now, Jesus, he calls them out on it, but they are afraid or or maybe embarrassed to answer Jesus, although he knew that this is... uh, the discussion that we're having. And we see that in verse 35, where Jesus makes this, this this statement. He says this, anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and the servant of all. Now that word first is translated to mean influence, honor, and rank. Whereas servant is translated to mean one who acts on the desires of others. So Jesus was saying that greatness in the kingdom It's not defined by your influence and how many people know your name or accomplishments, but in how you act on the desires of others. It's how you serve those around you. It's how you say, listen, how can this not be about me, but how can this be about someone else and actually value that it's about someone else? Actually value that you're not looking out for your own interests, but you're considering someone else. Now, in my opinion, that's what leadership is. It's how you can consider others. It's how you're thinking about other people. Leadership isn't about your ability to lead others by influencing them, but rather it's about your ability to lead others by serving them. Because listen, we can influence people in the wrong way. I don't wanna influence people to just do something I want to see people move into transformation because you can influence for a moment, but can you lead people in a way that it completely changes the way they see life? See, the most effective leaders are the leaders who serve, not just simply the leaders who influence, but the leaders who serve. That's why we call the serve team members, serving leaders, because you lead by serving. That's what you're doing right now. Listen, before this church launch, I Love My City was happening. Before there was a service, before there was a a message preached, before there was a worship set, we were serving. We were over at a school and we were serving that school. We are servant leaders. We lead by serving. And listen, with that, this is not a team made up of volunteers, but rather servant leaders. Because volunteering is a moment while serving is a way of life. Volunteering is something that you do when you need to get in college and they wanna see how many hours have you volunteered. But serving is a way of life. Serving is what I do. It's not just when I show up at church, but it's when I'm in my community, it's when I'm at the grocery store, it's when I'm at work. It's everywhere I am because it is a way of life. And listen, we believe this, that if you're too big to serve, hear me, you're too small to lead. See, everybody wants to step up on a platform, but everybody doesn't want to serve, right? Everybody says, listen, listen to my voice. I got a voice that is a gift for the body. (laughs) Okay, but can you show up and help set up and tear down, right? So we believe if you're too big to serve, you're too small to lead. And I'm so thankful that we have a team of people. We have a church that understands that that it's about serving, that it's about leading by serving, because this is true. The Becoming Church does not exist because of the talent of a few, but because of the sacrifices of many. That this church isn't because of Michael. It isn't because of Katie. It isn't because of you name or whoever else. This church is because of the sacrifices of many. Men and women who get up while you're still sleeping and they set up a place, they make sure the sound is ready, the mics are ready, the chairs are out, pipe and drape is up. They make sure Becoming Kids is set up, ready to serve and lead and teach your kids in the ways of Jesus. It just doesn't magically appear, but it's people who are sacrificing with their time, talent, and treasure to make a difference because they understand this. Leadership is about serving. We lead by serving. And so as we kick off our collection, I want us to dive into and discover the reasons why we serve. And the first reason is this family. It's what Jesus did. We look the most like Jesus when we serve. Like, listen, the physical, visible Jesus is no longer walking the earth, but you know who is? I am, you are, we are, we are. And every day we get to be Jesus with skin on. We get to be the representation of Jesus Christ here in the earth today. We get to be the gospel lived out. So it's not just what we talk about, but we are living it, we're expressing it, we're embodying it by how we serve. You know, so often people say, well, I'm tired of what Christians have to say. And listen, I feel like they're justified in holding that feeling because they hear what we say, but all too often what we say is not matching up with what we do. And as we follow Jesus We have to be careful, family, that we don't get caught up in liking the idea of Jesus, but dismissing the teaching of Jesus. And what Jesus taught and what he modeled out is serving. Remember, we are reorienting our lives around these three goals, to be with Jesus, to become like Jesus, and to do what Jesus did. So we've got to do what Jesus did. Listen, he's a rabbi. he he was a teacher who got down and washed the feet of his disciples. Now, we may not look at that as a big deal today because you may be rocking Yeezys, right? You may be be rocking your Air Air Force Ones, but listen, that's not what they were rocking back then. Their feet were dirty. They were nasty. They were disgusting. But yet Jesus would take the time. Think about that. Each of those disciples He got down and he washed their feet. Disciples who weren't tracking with him. Disciples who weren't fully grasping what he was teaching. A disciple that he knew would betray him. And he washed their feet. Family, we need to do what Jesus did. And that looks like serving. So let's do what he did by answering the call to serve. And again, so many of you are. But family serving is not something that we just do for a moment, but it is a way, a life. The second reason why we serve is this. It moves us from me to we. I'm going to say that again. It moves us from me, so from being me focused to we focused. So to illustrate this, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you know how much you are into yourself? You're like, hold on, bro, what you trying to say? Okay, do you know how much I am into myself? Okay, there we go, we've leveled it out. Well, the next time you take a picture or maybe there's a picture that's posted on Instagram, I want you to stop and pause and pay attention to who you look at first because you look at you first, right? You're gonna realize that. You're gonna look at all the other people in the picture. You're not gonna look at them. You're gonna find where you are, and then you're gonna use that to determine if it's a good picture or not. So, like, if your face is all weird, or if your eyes were closed, and guess what? You're gonna be like, "Yo, don't post that picture." You're gonna send a text, "Hey, do you do you mind, you know, untagging me in that photo?" Family, we are so consumed with ourselves. We're consumed with our own struggles, with our own issues and our own flaws. But what if we weren't so focused on me, but we were actually focused on we? And it's so easy to focus on me instead of we. Like, I get it. And listen, I'm not communicating this as if I've arrived at that. We're working through this together. So I'm right there with you. But we should live our lives making room for others. And one of the best ways to determine if you're making rooms for others is to check your prayer life. Check your prayers. Are your prayers always about you? Are your prayers always about the things that concern you and your interests and and your well-being? And listen, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Please don't hear that. But you have to stop and pause and look and examine and see, Am I praying for those around me? Am I, am I thinking of others? Am I considering others? Am I including others? Am I just focusing on me, but I'm, I'm missing we? Now, here's a practical way to change your focus from me to we. I'm going kind of old school with this. But look at the word joy. And let's go for Jay. Is Jesus, right? How am I focusing my time and moments of the day onto Jesus? And then you look at, oh, and the same thing. How am I focusing on others? Maybe it's family. Maybe it's friends. Maybe it's it's co-workers. Maybe it's those in my belong group. Maybe it's those who I serve with on the serve team. How am I focusing on them? And it's so simple. A simple text. Hey, thinking of you today, praying for you today, but actually praying, so not counting the text as praying for you, but actually pausing and praying, you would never know, and maybe you will, but you would never know the power that's behind that of someone just to know that you stopped, paused, and prayed for them, and then to send the text. Hey, I've been praying for you. And then why for you, Right? So look at it. And I think that's how you get your joy back. It starts with Jesus. And then it's looking at others. And then it's you, right? That when you're not so consumed and focused on yourself, and you're able to make sure, man, what is Jesus saying to me? How am I considering others that it actually reveals to you the things that you need to know? And here's the last reason. And listen, I say last reason, but there are so many more reasons than three that we serve that uh, that represent the reasons why we serve. But in context of today and for our time together, we're going to roll and rock with three. And Here's a third reason why we serve. We serve because we experience the presence of God in a different way. Family, we have to be careful not to That we don't box God in when it comes to experiencing his presence. We have to be careful that we don't get this idea that the presence of God can only be experienced or encountered in a certain way. So like even today, right, it's Serve Sunday. So in this very moment, we've shown up to Horizon Elementary and we're serving We don't need to look at that as, well, we're not going to encounter the presence of God today because we didn't sing our three songs and then have a transition and then get to the message. And so now through all these things that's happened today on this Sunday, we've experienced the presence of God. If that is what it means to experience the presence of God, that means we are living an empty and incomplete life because the presence of God can be experienced. Experience every single day. First of all, if you know Jesus, the presence of God dwells on the inside of you if you've submitted and surrendered your life to His Lordship. That the Holy Spirit dwells in, uh, inside you. And now we get to engage Him in, a, in every single day. So that means, even when we don't gather as the church at a building, that means in your car. That means in the morning when you wake up and you have some quiet time or or in the middle of the day or late at night. That means by showing up to a school, by showing up to a community and serving, that you can experience the presence of God. That's what serving does. Serving gives us that opportunity to experience God in a different way. And I believe, I believe encouragement and healing go hand in hand. That as you encourage others, that you get the opportunity to experience healing, find freedom, and walk in purpose. And what happens? You end up feeling encouraged and you end up encountering God in a different way. We encounter God as we serve. Almost every time you hear this, someone whether it's serving in the local community or going on a mission trip where their heart and their mind is to pour out. More often than not, they come back expressing how they receive more than what they gave because that's that's what happens, family. That when you pour out, when you serve, you get to encounter God in a way that you didn't even know was possible, perhaps. Listen, that right there That should be a push that moves us into looking for ways to serve. That we don't want to be people who are on the sidelines. Let's be people who get off the sidelines. And let's be people who get in the game. Not so that we can make a name for ourselves, but so that we can bring glory to God. That we're not a church of consumers. But we're a church of contributors, that we want to advance the cause of Christ, that we're thinking kingdom, that Jesus laid his life down for us. He didn't have to, but he did. He showed us what it meant to live a life of serving. And here's what I want you to hear, that God didn't call us to change a city. But he called us to serve the city. Now, I know that may be kind of different from what you're used to hearing, and it's fine. I get where it's rooted in. Oh, let's change the city. But listen, when we have this mindset that we're called to change the city, we're putting too much on ourselves. And I don't think we were necessarily asked to do because it is the Holy Spirit that brings conviction It is the Holy Spirit that reveals the heart of the Father. But here's what our job is. It's to simply serve. No matter where you come from in life, no matter what your background is, no matter matter your socioeconomic status, your ethnicity, none of that. Our job is to serve. And it is the Holy Spirit that does the rest. So God did not call us to change the city but he called us to serve the city. And I'm so grateful to be a part of the community, to be a part of the church, the becoming church that understands that, that our heart from the very beginning, even before the beginning was to serve this city. I want it to be said that if the becoming church is not here, that there is a gap that exists not because of how great we are, not because of the preaching, not because of the worship, not because of any program or anything like that, but because they were people who served, people who met a need, family. If we really love this city, they say we're we're the, the best place to live in a nation. Let's show them what that really means. That it's not about the jobs, it's not about the economy, it's not about the location, it's not about any of that. It's because it's a city of people who serve and love the city. Let that be the reason. Would you pray with me this morning? Father, we thank you. Jesus, you're our great example. Everything, God, you modeled out for us and serving was one of those. And so, Lord, I pray that we would follow you in serving. That serving would not be something that we volunteer to do for a moment. But that serving would be a way of life. That we, we would be known by how we serve. Not by just what we say. Not by the scriptures we may post on Instagram or social media. But by how we serve. Help us to do that. Empower us to to do that. Let us look beyond the surface level, but to see that each person is someone that has been created in your image. And it's a person that we all get to love and get to serve. God, we thank you for these moments that we share. Be with us. We thank you. We love you. We honor you.